I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, and the head of the Russell Westbrook fan club. What you got Get for me, Isaac out Harris? Of here, I'm about to quit this pod right now. We spent somebody, a good 20 somebody. minutes arguing about about Westbrook versus Booker yesterday, and you backed Westbrook to to your core. I mean, you stood your ground, and the coaches agreed with you. Apparently, so well. <laughs> I did get to work today. I work with a big Rockets fan, and I was like, "You're never gonna believe this," but <laughs> I I literally fought for your Russell Westbrook yesterday, and he was floored because <laughs> I bash Westbrook all the time at work. So, anyway, no, I just yeah, we we made our arguments yesterday about it, and I stood pat on that. Actually, after the pod, um, since you brought it up, we did go and look at the on off stuff. And we, I sent different. you a list. I, I texted you a list of them. <laughs> and what did I respond? I said, I've already looked it up. I already <laughs> went and looked it up. And uh, the fact that Anthony Davis has a, uh, a a minus point differential is... It's negative two. Yeah. But your statement of, how can I give somebody an all-star if the offense is literally better with them off the court? That's technically the Lakers with Anthony Davis, Correct. Yeah, but he's By so that, much better on the defensive but that, end. But that statement, this, though, that statement, though, right? You, okay, you always bring out one little <laughs> statement that I make, and you're like, your whole <laughs> argument your, doesn't matter. But that, that one was, statement that, that was your that was your argument. That was that what was, settled that, your argument, though. Was, that statement as being the difference between Westbrook and Booker. Exactly. How can I make him a, a all star over Booker if he doesn't make the offense better? There's other reasons to make Anthony Davis an all star over everyone else. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know what we're arguing about then. On the podcast today, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, Luca's right ankle. Luca, take all God. of our ligaments. We'll give them all to you. We'll talk about that. We'll talk oh, about the changes the changes to the All-Star game. The All-Star reserves were announced. And we're going to get to every wing the Mavericks might target at the trade deadline in the Western Conference. We did the Eastern Conference in the back half of yesterday's pods. Go check out that one. Uh, there's a big argument between Booker and Westbrook that we're continuing today, apparently. <laughs> So you can go listen to that if you want to hear something. Uh, it, we went a little first takey, right? Like that's that's as far as we'll we'll dip into the debate. You know, embrace debate waters. I think. Yeah, every now and then we do it. We, <laughs> Nick and I, we yeah, we are rarely it, ever so, disagree. Yeah, but when we do, it's fun. It adds something it, different to the show, and like we everything. Yeah, it's a, it goes with our pairing on this pod. It's fun. We'll also spend several hours on this pod dissecting the new gold blue dress picture tom brady is he staying is he going (laughs) i'm confused i honestly read it i looked at the picture it was like he was walking out of the tunnel like coming back onto the field like i'm back and but is he walking out of the tunnel or into the tunnel (laughs) he's walking out of the tunnel back onto the field like he's walking onto the field that's what i that's how i took it as but it is it's like it's a great analogy you pulled it's so funny. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that at all. But it's the it's it's a great way right before the weekend with one you know media you know weekday left to talk about Tom Brady instead of the Super Bowl, which I thought he was just took better. over the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, he took over. He took over football. <laughs> People were running out of stuff to talk about. All right, 
Luka Doncic, in practice on Thursday, tweaked his right ankle, the same ankle he had tweaked and missed a couple games before. Uh, So that is rough. Um, It sounds like he's not going to be on the road trip. He's definitely not playing tonight in Houston. He's having an MRI on uh, on Friday, and so you guys might know more than us as we're talking about this right now, so we're not going to spend too much time, but I'm assuming he's not going to play in Atlanta as well. Um, and so it's at least two games. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out what's going on with Luca after that before we freak out and think he's going to miss another, you know, huge stretch of games. Yes. Um, God. Yeah. I didn't get a chance <laughs> to go to practice today. And so I got the news, um, like a lot of you and I'm like, man, this is super bum. Like, I mean, I just hate all about it. Hate, hate everything about it. And uh, seeing some of the, I think NBC, you know, they were at practice today and they got some like, you know, really zoomed in great footage uh, from where the media is allowed to go um, of Luca just kind of, you could just tell he, he was, was devastated so that Devin Booker didn't, didn't get in the all-star game over Russell Westbrook. And Booker is hitting him up That's right a- now. Hey bro, <laughs> how, how hard are you? <laughs> Like, yeah, you right, can just right. take off. <laughs> you, know, you can just take this thing off. Take it off. And, uh, yeah, so, it, it, if that's what he was upset about, it was gut-wrenching to see Luca, you know, with hands in his face, like, leaning over at, like, a training table and just, you know, frustrated. Yeah, and so now you now you look at, you know, last time he missed, what, three games, four games? I think it was four games. Yeah, uh, it's only four. It, feel, it felt like it was forever. We talked about it so much. It, and, you know, yeah, it did. So now you wonder, you know, everything points towards the timeline. He gets the MRI on um, on two. Well, no, let's say Thursday. I'm getting my days mixed. He gets the MRI Today's on Friday. Friday yeah. And, uh, you know, team's traveling to Houston, like Nick said, and he's not traveling with them for that. Assuming he's out the next two games, the bigger question after that is how much longer will he, you know, be out? And I halfway joking with Nick today. I'm like, I can already see the narrative that's going to play out with Mavericks fans is, you know, right now before the Houston game even happens, we're eight games out before the all-star break. So many misses in the next two. Then you're looking at six games before the all-star break and what a week and a half, you know, if that, so if they do try to take the long road with this and say, Hey, let's just, Let's let's keep him out to the All Star break, or let's get him fully healthy so where he can hit All Star weekend head on because it's his first one. You know he wants to be there. You know Jordan Brand wants him to be there. Mm. Uh, everything with that. So, and it would just you know he is dying to be there. So if they did do that, then I can already see the debate among Mavs Twitter of. Is this literally, he's going to come back, like, why is he going to play in a meaningless all-star game? Is he fully healthy? Is he rushing back just to play in all And everybody's going to debate that, and I'm going to get really upset about that. Yeah, that's our prediction. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is also questionable with a lower back issue. Chris Porzingis also was, you know, iffy over the, this last back-to-back stretch uh, with knee soreness again. And so this is a back-to-back coming up Friday and Saturday. So we could hit the, what do we call it? The devil's triangle of, of Luca Porzingis and Tim Hardaway Jr. all missing the game. Uh, I would say high likelihood against the Hawks, right? Like if you had to pick one. Yeah, I guess if you had, <laughs> yeah, if you had to pick one. Yeah, well, this guy, we just got to see who's going to play in Houston. Yeah. I hate that it's Houston. Because I just hate Houston. I want to beat the Rockets. And Luca always plays well against Houston. It's ESPN game. You know they're right there in the standings, five and six in the standings too. Uh, so you definitely want to win that game. But and then you know Saturday, um, more than the Trey Young, you know Luca type thing that everybody's going to hype up and whatever. 
uh, it's Vince Carter's last last game in Dallas, and oh, y'all yeah. know that. Yeah, y'all know that. I mean, Vince is my 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 guy. Like that's my favorite athlete, favorite NBA player since Jordan, more than Dirk, more than anybody. And uh, yeah, I just I hate that. This is it. I can't. Anyway, let's keep going. Vince, All right, coming Vince. up, let's get into the All-Star Game changes and then the All-Star Reserves, debate that, talk about that, see if they got it right, and then we'll get into Mavs trade targets in the West. Every single wing they could target in the West, coming up. But before we do that, Isaac, we've yes. talked about it already. I don't know if they have odds on this on my bookie, but Tom Brady staying with the <laughs> staying with the Patriots or not, but right now on my bookie, they have this awesome they have this awesome deal right now. They will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. If you deposit $2,000, you can get an extra $1,000 to bet on these games to go uh, and bet. Uh, let's see if the the Mavericks game tomorrow, the – I'm not seeing it on here. Maybe they took it off because of Luca's, they took it off because of Luca's injury. But uh, NFL, there's Super Bowl this weekend. There's all kinds of games. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet – to win a lot, try a parlay. You can do a couple of NBA games. Parlay it with the Super Bowl. So bet you know an NBA game with the Super Bowl. Uh, there's all kinds of different things. There's horse racing on here. I did not even know that. I don't even think I can name you one horse right now. But if you're the type of person that could name one horse in horse racing, my bookie could be the site for you. Again, you can make a deposit right now, and my my bookie will match it halfway with the promo code Locked On NBA to activate the offer. The promo code again is Locked On NBA. Take advantage of my bookie's generous sign up offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. All right, Isaac. Um, let's do these these All Star Game changes first. So they try to change it up, and they've been wanting well, to change. We might hold, need a whole separate pod for they've this. They've been wanting ca- to. Calculator. I, think I, can, I think I can explain it. They've been wanting to change the All Star Game. They wanted to make it more competitive, and so last year it was actually pretty fun. I en- I enjoyed watching it. it. Seemed like the players took it a little more seriously. You know, Kevin Durant had his whole. We just need to. We just need to play. Like we just need a hoop, right? Like that was this thing last year. Um, and so then they also wanted to try and, um, you know honor Kobe Bryant in some way in in this game and so this is what they decided to do okay so we know that there's two captains they're picking you know the, the starters and then they, they pick from the starters and then they pick from the you know the reserves that's all the same as last year those two teams will now play for a Chicago-based charity that is picked by the captains so basically what they're, what they're doing is all right, you're a captain. You got selected as a captain. Congratulations. You're one of the most popular players in the NBA. Maybe you're the third most popular player in the NBA uh, if you're Giannis. Um, now you get homework. Now you have to go research a Chicago-based charity, figure out one. Uh, but it's cool that they get to play for charity and cool that uh, it's actually going towards helping somebody. So they have to do that. And then the first three quarters of the All-Star game, 12 minutes, just like normal basketball game, they're going to start at 0-0 every single quarter. So, first quarter start, 0-0. Second quarter start, 0-0. Third quarter start, 0-0. Fourth quarter, clock is turned off. There's no clock in the fourth quarter. They have a final target score that is set. So, the final target score is the leading team after three quarters. So, I guess they, they accumulate all the first three quarters. But So, they are keeping all three quarters. Yeah, it was, weird, it was worded weirdly. So, maybe it just starts... So it's cumulative what, the first three quarters like a normal basketball game. Okay, what do you win if you win the first quarter? Uh, I'll get to that. Okay. Don't rush me. The, 
Um, they have a final tar- final target score set. The final target score is set by the leading team's cumulative score through three quarters. So, uh, if the let's say LeBron's team is winning by, you know, like five points, then they you know are are winning. They take that score. Say it's like a hundred, which is ridiculous. It would never be a hundred. It'd be like hundred and twenty-five. But let's say it's a hundred. Then they're gonna add twenty-four to that final score. And then each team has to try and get to 124. So let's say the other team, like Giannis's team, is at 95 after three quarters. They still have to get to 124. So they still have to get to that point. There's no time. And it's just go out there and score until you get to 124 or whatever it ends up being. That's what they do. It's going to suck if it's a blowout after three quarters. Yeah. Well, because the then, the, then the winning team only has to score 24 points. Right? Like whoever's ahead only has to score 20 points. 24 points. Cool. So the losing team has to make up some ground, obviously, but uh, yeah. I don't, I don't really understand. Besides making it twenty four and you know honoring Kobe in this way, I don't know why they don't just change the All Star MVP trophy after Kobe. You know, just do something like that instead of this. But yeah. they decided that a uh, hundred thousand dollars goes to each um, winning team's charity each quarter. So whoever's winning each quarter gets a hundred thousand dollars. So let's say LeBron's team wins the first quarter they get their charity gets a hundred thousand dollars Giannis wins the second quarter hundred thousand dollars goes to his charity back and forth and then in the fourth quarter two hundred thousand dollars goes to the winning team's charity that reaches the final target score first so total you know a team if they win every single quarter and they get to the you know the final target score at the end they could win uh five hundred thousand dollars for their charity okay Took me what four minutes to try and explain that. That is too long of an explanation to try and. I mean, that, try, people try are just not going to gonna understand that. that. Like, there, no yeah, one's going to understand. At, at work, in your in right. your cubicles right now, or my parents. Try, yeah, try explaining. I, like, I haven't talked to my dad yet today after they made those changes. I'm. I look forward to that conversation. <laughs> hey, dad, you got ten minutes? All right, let me explain it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just explained it in four, but I think this is to a, a podcast audience that knows the game really well. Uh, yeah, that, I don't understand this. I think there's other ways to honor Kobe. Uh, I like the gesture. I like that teams can win, you know, money, and that it seems like there's something at stake. But I don't think this is it. <laughs> I, think this is a, I think this is going to be like the dunk contest with with teams, right? I think this is a one and done kind of deal. Yeah. Imagine some people taking part in some extracurricular activities, watching the All Star game. Like, bro, do you know what just happened? Like, why are they back to zero? Yeah, they started over. <laughs> I think they might actually go zero zero at the beginning of each quarter. I think I read that right, but. Yeah, how are they going to put the scoreboards? Like zero zero, and then underneath it's the cumulative score, and then I don't know. Good luck TNT or wherever it's going to be broadcast. Anyway, so the All Star reserves were announced uh, on Thursday. Um, Shams broke the news. Was, they're supposed to be announced on TNT at seven p.m. Central, and he he gets it at like five forty. <laughs> you like know a- what? I, what I've enjoyed though is the the um, I'm going to use Trey because Trey's having with the starters. Like I saw one for Bam. It's like his home video bam with his mother when he found out like he's getting he was, drafted he's, yeah. he's like and he's like on the couch like bro you knew like five hours ago like because this show it has the tv on it and it's like ernie saying bam out of bio it's averaging 16 point i'm like bro you knew for like five hours why is this like a reaction video you know like well with bam knew. on Woj was on ryan Rosillo's pod and he said bam's gonna be an all-star and they recorded that like yesterday on wednesday or whatever huh so he knew he knew yeah he knew before <laughs> anyway um so 
Western Conference, again, the starters are Luka, our very own Luka Doncic, James Harden, Kawhi, LeBron, Anthony Davis. The uh, reserves, Isaac got it exactly correct. I was only off by one. Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul. Uh, And then in the East, uh, Trey Young, Kemba Walker, Giannis, Pascal Siakam, and Joel Embiid are the starters. And the reserves, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, Ben Simmons, and Demonis Sabonis. That one I got all correct. Isaac only missed one, but it was the the Tatum-Jalen Brown one. So we were, at least mine in the East, I was like, I don't care. Like it, it, either one of Taylor and Brown. Oh, at least I had at least I had a hard stance on mine and actually cared about it. You were upset about yours, so I just I wanted I thought Booker deserved it. Anyway, first time All Stars this year. Oh, I like this. There's this a cool. bunch. Luca, our very own Luca, Brandon Ingram. So Anthony Davis did get traded for an All Star. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, Demonis Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum, and Bam Adebayo. That's crazy. That's a lot of first. I think it's the most first time All Stars we've ever had. Yeah, I mean, and not to be the Debbie Downer, but the, a lot of it's a result of injuries. So the injuries: so. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Paul George, Blake Griffin, John Wall, Victor Oladipo, Carl Anthony Towns, and Draymond Green because of Curry and Clay's injuries. Like <laughs> all those guys have been All Stars, and if everything if everything's healthy for them and their teammates, then they are All Stars. Like, yeah, I would crazy. say. I mean, locks Steph. You know, Steph, Steph, Durant, K, KD, Kyrie, Kyrie Paul, Paul George, George, Oladipo. I mean, that's five right there, probably. If they're Towns, you know, health. if Towns is healthy, if he doesn't miss those I mean, fifteen games. You think he? I mean, he makes it over Westbrook or Ingram. If he wins, if like he didn't. if he wins one of the fifteen games, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, wait, I, I think it'd be better. <laughs> it's definitely more likely that he would make it than not if he would have played those games, right? Yeah, I think so. But I not a lock. So. Not a lock, I guess. But So there you go. Um, pretty straightforward, but it's cool to see all those first-time All-Stars. Uh, a lot of guys getting into it for the first time because of these injuries. So the injuries suck, but it's cool to see these guys, especially Luca, especially uh, Rudy Gobert finally got his All-Star. Congrats to David yes, Locke. Yes, he did. Donovan Mitchell got his first. A lot of screen assist. Uh, Demonis Sabonis apparently the worst All-Star ever. Um, I don't know. Some people are saying that online. No no comment on that. I would not say that. Um <laughs> No, you know another thing to where if Booker got in, how many of the because you He'd know be Booker's first the, time too, yeah. Booker's the big you know snub right now. A lot of people are quote snub. He's not snub. Booker and Beal are the two that the people are calling out right now. Yeah, and it's like okay, who you take out? And they're like most people would say Westbrook, but there is something weird to where if you if you did swap out Booker and Westbrook, I mean, how many of these reserves are you going to have from losing teams? And it would be curious. I'd, I'd be curious to look back on past All Star teams and look at look at the reserves and how many of those reserves came from sucky teams or teams under five hundred. Well, in the West, it would only be Ingram and Booker, and Lillard. That, oh yeah, and Lillard too. That's the other thing is Lillard has won the same amount of games as Booker. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but he's in the club, so he get he gets in again. Uh, but his stats are probably better. And then in the too, East, right? I think the only one is Trey. Yeah, he's the only one on a losing team because everybody else comes from the top six. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, win, winning does matter, guys. It does. Yeah, and, and it matters to coaches for sure. And that's why I said yesterday I think Westbrook's going to get it, but I would give it to Booker. Got to contribute to winning basketball, people. It's, it helps. Even if you have an MVP on your team and you're you're a negative on offense. All right. Let's get Crazy in- how you can put up those stats even with an MVP. <laughs> Pretty wild, isn't it? The MVP has been kind of – he's been slowing down over the last couple of days. 
Yeah, he's not the MVP. Giannis is MVP, but he has been, you know, struggling a little bit scoring, believe it or not. Didn't think that say would ever come. And uh, I would love for him not to play against Dallas on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, he's been in and out too. All right, let's get into the uh, wings that the Mavs might target in the trade deadline. So give me a couple names first. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back uh, and hit the rest of these. So give me a couple off the top. Well, do we? I mean, do you want to do the the Iguodala Golden State second round thing right now? Let's get, let's do that first. Yeah. Okay, so before we hit record, I told Nick, I said something that's been frustrating a little bit for me is I think the Golden State second rounder is getting a little bit overhyped right now with Mavs fans. You know, any trade that's thrown out there, any possibility of any player, everybody's like, are you, are we, is the second rounder in there? Is that Golden State second rounder? And I get like our assets are pretty limited right now, but we're treating some people are treating this Golden State second round pick like it's a top ten, you know, unprotected first rounder. Like it is literally going to be a pick in the early thirties. I get you don't like I get you, everything positive about it. We've talked about it on the spot. I can flip both switches on this and be like, hey, let me flip the positivity switch. It's cool. It's less guaranteed money than a first round pick. Look, they just got Jalen Brunson last year. Cool. I think Jalen Brunson's kind of skewing people's mindsets on this Golden State, you know, second round pick of look where we got Brunson last year. He's a quality rotation piece. If we get that pick this year, it's happening again. That that I that part scares me. So it's not a surprise for me, and I've seen this a lot on Twitter. I would 100% give up the Golden State second round pick for Andre Iguodala. 100%. Even if it's just going to be for the rest of this year, if it's just absolutely. until April, May. I, absolutely. Because I think what Andre Iguodala would bring to this team on the court and off the court, what he would bring in a playoff series for this team, what he would bring as far as what a winning mentality looks like, somebody that's been there, done that, won a title, all that stuff, him alongside Luka. I think what he would do for this team would benefit this team more than the odd chance of you spending a second-round pick on some random guy and you hoping that he hits. We just saw, they just drafted Isaiah Roby and now he's gone. If we want to go through the whole second-round you know, picks for Dallas, I don't want to say in like, Shouts to A.J. Hammonds. I mean, yeah, A.J. Hammonds. Let's just look at some of the past ones. They took Shake Milton, but they traded him. Um, anybody else? Went, I Shake mean, Milton's starting for the Sixers right now. Guys, in 2015, with a 52nd overall pick. It's 52, though. It's, it's late. Satnam. Oh, our guy. Our guy. Shouts. Um, yeah, I mean... A lot of these second rounders, they just they end up trading. So my point is, I mean, Mike Muscala traded Atlanta a few years ago. Going back further, Darius Johnson Odom, they traded Atlanta. My point is, it's not like you're, I mean, yeah, you have your one in every 80 picks that you get your Draymond or something like that, but. Those are I not good think, examples, though. Those are really late picks. Okay. Do we want to look up picks in the 30s and see how many people's even like in the league right now? The- Andre Iguodala, it'd be awesome if he was, like, wouldn't it be great for for him to be on the Mavs? Like, a young team that's kind of surprising people, that could be in the playoffs, that is in a playoff spot right now, that has a young player that could use some mentoring. Like, wouldn't it be great if he was on a team like that, that was young and needed some leadership, and he could actually, like, really help, and he would be there. And, like, wouldn't it be awesome if he would be on the Mavericks like that? Like, wouldn't it be cool if he was on a team already that was like yeah. that? I, just, I know. I know. I don't know I if he. I think he just him. wants to go to one of the LA teams, right, <laughs> or or Milwaukee or something like that, and go to a team that's like in the title hunt. And I don't know if he's going to be super jazzed about coming to 
a Dallas team like this. And so I don't know about giving up assets for him right now. But are we seriously going to sit here and question Andre Iguodala's? That's my question. Like professionalism as far as like He's playing, not playing like, for his team right now. They're in the playoffs. I get that 100%, but we're we're like we're talking somebody that's respected all across the league. Sure, but like it just he, it just doesn't prove to me that he is super interested in like being in a, a mentorship role right now. Cuz he could be okay. in one and he's just not even with the team. He's not hurt, he's just not with the team. And so what if that's it's my question. I know team. all like the I, things that people have said about him, but I yeah. I just don't know if like you bring him in if he's going to be super excited about being a mentor. If we're trading, if Andre Iguodala, if we make a trade for Andre Iguodala, sign me up. Like I, I would not question that one bit. I think there's if a I difference was making the decision, Dallas I would like Memphis. to. I, if I was in doing the decision, I would like to have an interview, right, and sit down and actually talk to him. I don't have the pleasure of doing that, so I will voice my skepticism. <laughs> that's yeah, that's where I, I am. I just, in my opinion, there's a difference between Dallas and Memphis. I think Dallas is a guaranteed, guaranteed yes, playoff much team. better barbecue I, here. I think that Luca is a different Shout ball out to game. Like there, there is an upside <laughs> to Dallas and all that stuff. So I would, I, it wouldn't. I don't even. I don't think Dallas actually gets him. I think when it, I think Memphis the is doing backup the right plan. thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Tim McMahon <laughs> said that, and I mean that deal. Yeah, been on the table for a bit, but I think somebody will. Yeah, somebody will step up their offer towards the end. Somebody like the Clippers. Somebody will will do the late first. I think they're holding out for that Clippers deal, the Mo Harkless twenty twenty first, and saying, "Hey, let's do this." Yeah. And push comes to shove, you know, L A might do it you know, as far as the Clippers, and there you go. So, anyway, Iguodala, sure, I I would love to have him on this team. You want to take a break, and then coming up next, I'll tell you another Golden State forward. Oh, that could be coming to Dallas. All right, Isaac, hit us. Here's the rest of the wings that the Mavericks could target at the trade deadline coming up in just a couple days. I mean, it's February 6th. It's insane. It's next week. I mean, we are days away from the trade deadline. It's insane. Uh, We just played Golden State not so long ago. They just made the trade with Willie Cauley-Stein. Do you think Woj is taking his Ambien right now, or do you think he waits? Like, Do you think he slowly builds up his Ambien intake until he gets to the trade deadline? Like, I think he's he's probably taking some on Sunday. Just... (laughs) You know, hit the full week strong. Also, in the Rosillo pod, Woj said that uh, on, when he heard the news about Kobe, he was in the car with his wife driving to his son's like basketball game, and uh, or he's doing something. He was driving with his wife, and he's like, "I'm spending time with my family." I was also on the phone with the GM. <laughs> just casually threw that in there. That's <laughs> there's no telling people he talks to, and he's just around his family. And That's his family like, time. That was like to? his day off. He's sitting there on the phone with the GM. He's like a first round pick. You would really give up first round pick for this. The wife goes, they have two seconds. Like his wife is yeah. like an inside source for somebody, and they're like, she's like texting. She's like, real hey. close with Jeannie Bus. I bet Adrian is saying right now that whoever John ja Morant is, he's anyway. Um, anyway, uh, small like Nick did yesterday with the Eastern Conference. I have some smaller names and then names that would actually move the needle. Smaller name, Alec Burks, Golden State. Yeah. Just 28 years old. Um, he's averaging right at 15 points a game. He would just scoring. I wing. think, yeah, going back to, I think he plays a pretty good defense too. Going back to a little bit of the question we, when we posed yesterday, when it comes to these flyer type of wings, your question is, will he be better than Justin Jackson? Yeah. So can he, somebody like that spot? So somebody like Alec Burks, yeah. Um, a guy. Do you think Alec, okay. Alec Burks d- does? I think so. Yes. Yeah, probably a little bit. I don't know how much. A little it's, bit. It's not significantly better. It kind of also exactly. also kind of depends on the day, right? 
for both of them. Some days I mean, Tuesday, Justin Jackson will be Tuesdays better. Tuesdays and Thursdays are good days. Yeah. For... <laughs> um, all right. We tweeted this out. We recorded yesterday's oh, podcast yeah, 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 before yeah, the Knicks yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we, should we did not this. know Marcus Morris was going to go after the game and say some stupid crap after the game. <laughs> And, uh, he has been known dumb, to say, I, he has been known to say stupid crap, but this one kind of this one took it to a next level. He he said that Jay Crowder was uh, had some feminine tendencies, and then he said he was soft like a woman at the very end. Like he he didn't even just slip up and say it once. He said it twice in the same sentence. It was after it was to the media. Uh, it was after everything calmed down. He was just in the locker room after he showered and everything, and like with a clear mind, he just went out and said that <laughs> said that about Jake Crowder, which is just ridiculous. Uh, and Liz Cambage had the best, had the best uh, clap back. And she was like, f- like feminine tendencies wins games, which is what the, the Knicks aren't doing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, uh, I have, I had not looked into Marcus Morris's like history of, of thoughts and things that he had said, but um, yeah, completely out now. Absolutely out. I think the Mavericks would have to be too. If they made a trade for Marcus Morris, that would be uh, an extremely bad move for them. Yeah, well, considering that the Mavericks' recent history in their organization. Yeah, I, going back, that situation made me bring it up right now because I think Jay Crowder could be a target for somebody, uh, specifically the Mavericks. He still has connections with Mavericks, all this stuff. Obviously, he was here, went out in the uh, Rondo trade. Yes, yeah, Rondo trade. And uh, he's on an expiring deal. Uh, at around 7.8 million this year. So I think he would fit great with this team. He would be kind of a, a another Dorian on the roster, kind of play more of the four, uh, four yes. slash three yeah. a little bit. So I, you know, if you're being picky on the type of wing that you want, you might want somebody to play the two, three instead of a three, four, but who cares? Let's you know, like, he would be a, a good addition to the team. In my opinion, problem is the Grizzlies are in the playoffs right now. So, yeah, exactly. And from everything that we've read and, and you know heard on podcast stuff, they love Jay Crowder as far as starting with that team, those young guys. He's kind of probably been what they thought Iguodala could have been, right? <laughs> uh, you know, for him. So uh, I don't really want to dive too much into Robert Covington. We've talked about him a lot. Um, he's obviously on the market. I I don't think they should trade him if they're if I'm Minnesota. The Timberwolves should, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't trade him. But sure, if they get blown away. Uh, some podcast dealer said that they could get like three first for him or something in a, in a mock something, a mock, some and, kind of uh, mock deadline. I honestly don't remember what podcast that was. I'm not trying to, um, anyway, I just saw some people tweeting about it. And so, so, um, yeah, I don't want to spend a ton of time on that. Would you care anything about Alan Crabb? No. Okay. I don't think that's a Justin Jackson improvement. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I'm right there with you. Enough to make I, a, I, enough to make a deal, like because Al, Alan Crabb's 18 million. You'd have to give up more than just Courtney Lee to get Alan Crabb. I don't know if that's enough of an upgrade to move other stuff. True. Um, I did listen to Woj and Ryan Rosillo today, and Woj casually threw out there that um, casually threw out that the, the Pelicans are not trading JJ Redick. I thought that was interesting. He just that's said exactly what I was about to say. Oh, they're not <laughs> trading him at all. Yeah, so uh, take him off your board for whatever it means. I mean, I, I think, yeah. So I was never, we posed this question before as far as J.J. Reddick stuff goes. What is he bringing that Seth Curry isn't bringing to your team? Is he that big of an upgrade over Seth Curry, you know, on oh, this Mavericks team? Oh, I think he is, team? to be honest. 
He, really? Yeah, yeah. He just makes shots that Seth Curry doesn't. Like, on the move, like, around I mean, I, screens. Yeah, I actually okay. think he makes shots that Seth doesn't. I think he'd be an upgrade. I don't know if it's move heaven and earth to try and get him as an upgrade. He's making. Would a, you give up the Golden State second <laughs> rounder? <laughs> if I could have both Seth and J.J. Redick? Like, heck yeah. Okay, that's intriguing. You have a three-pointer okay. all the time, like 48 minutes of a, of a solid, great three-point shooter? Heck yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go kind of rapid fire through these because I want to end it on a question that you actually threw out on Twitter uh, the other day. Well, it's we good. We just hit the 30 minute mark. So I know this is awesome. <laughs> Trade um, deadline. This is, this is, this is the deadline dash right now. I, I think since, since <laughs> Phoenix is, you know, they just hit their 20 win mark, which is incredible for that franchise. I'm so, you know, it's only nine less than Houston. I know that's, that's nine freaking games. That's a lot of games. <laughs> um, so I don't know if they, since they're fighting for the playoffs, um, I don't know if they'd get rid of Kelly Oubre, but it feels like Kelly Oubre hits every single shot against the Mavericks. Yeah, and, and gets uh, steals so all the time. But if you could uh, snag him from Phoenix, I'd be down. Um, Kent Bazemore from Sacramento. Would he play over Justin Jackson? Man, he did not look great for the Blazers. Like that was not. If that was a test run for a playoff team, that was not a good test run. Like, okay, swing lead. right now. Trevor Reza came in, and uh, I think the locked on Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the the title of their podcast today was like Trevor Reza has been, um, oh what is it? What's the word? Trevor Reza has been like, oh, like a godsend or like <laughs> a revelation. That's what that's the word they use. Trevor Reza has been a revelation. I was like, oh man, Kent Bazemore must have been really bad. <laughs> <laughs> not um, saying he might not be good with Dallas if they make a move for him, but yeah. Um, Bogdanovich, we've talked about him a lot. Sacramento, Which one? let's just <laughs> Bogdan. <laughs> um, just staying in the Sacramento realm, which Marvin Bagley had a boot on sitting on the bench. Yeah, he's like, not doing good. Uh, anyway, if I haven't checked in on Sacramento at least over the past few days, are they still bringing Buddy off the bench? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're committed to that. So as soon as they that announcement came out, you know, everybody's like little eyes emoji, like, all right, are are they like picking Bogdan right now? Could Buddy be on the market? What does that look are like? Are they showcasing, you know, Bogdanovich are they, potentially? Are they are they showcasing him? So, I mean, it's pretty safe to say we would absolutely love Bogdan or Buddy Hield. And I don't, I mean, we've heard nothing about Buddy Hield, but man, if he hit the market, would he be a great addition to a Mavericks team? I just don't think they have enough to get him if they actually did put Buddy on the market. I think we'd get outbid. And that's where, you know, the the worth of the value of the Golden State pick comes up because he's not it's not enough for him. No. Sorry, guys. Unless the they really – well, he's restricted, so it's not like he's going to leave, right? They couldn't match anything. Yeah, and – Unless so, they think they're going to lose him wait, because they're not going to match, right? Are you talking about Bogdan? Or I thought you were talking about Buddy Hield. No, Bogdan. You're talking about Bogdan. Either yeah, one um, Either one. the Golden State picks not enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are definitely some teams coming after Bogdanovich – uh, especially, yeah, because the restricted thing is so intriguing with him because if you don't have cap space, then you make the trade for him now and then you get to keep him, you know, so it really doesn't matter if you don't have the cap space or not. So I think Dallas, man, if they could go get him, that would be awesome for this team. Obviously, like I said, if if Buddy ever did hit the market, then sure. My last three names before I, I want to get to your question is anybody in San Antonio as far as Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay Marco Bellinelli, either one of those? No. Well, maybe okay. Rudy Gay. Okay, I agree. Uh, I um, yeah, I feel the same way about the Rudy Gay Bellinelli thing. 
It's like that would be interesting, would you, but I don't know if that moves the needle. Okay. What does the trade market look like for DeMar DeRozan league-wide? No, I'm out. <laughs> I just said league-wide. I'm sorry to say that I'm out. I'm, I'm on Shark Tank and I'm out. Okay. Um, I don't think anyone's trading for him. Okay. I could see somebody trading for him. Um, like Detroit? Okay, listen. <laughs> Is Detroit going to trade for him? They're going to trade Drummond? Let's just uh, let's end the pod on this. You posed a question on Twitter. You actually you know, texted me this. With Oklahoma City's assets, and I know it gets away from the wing and all that stuff, but Chris Paul, Steven Adams, Danilo Gallinari, if they're all three on the board, they're just if they're waiting for offers, listening. KOC said well, that league sources say they are available. They're on the table. Even though Oklahoma City's been good this year, they're still on the table for trades, which is why I brought this up. Yeah, so and I actually went through a lot of the replies to your tweet, and it was kind of funny seeing everybody's responses. I made my response to you as far as texting. If you had to pick one of those three, Chris Paul, Adams, Gallinari, which one would you want on the Mavericks? And I'll say where I stand on it and why. The Gallinari, I think I would land on Gallinari, mainly because of contract. He is a a good score. He would be another good score, another shooter alongside this team. Um, it it would be kind of hard a little bit because that's the role that they're playing KP at is you theoretically want Gallinari at the four, but they like KP playing the four with another big man at the five. Uh, the thing with Gallinari though is he's not setting screens, right? So like offensively, you can fit Gallinari with like Porzingis. You can do that really well. Like Porzingis can do your do his pick and popping. He can sit in the dunker spot, wait for lobs. Gallinari can be isoing, or he can spot up and shoot. Like you can you can work that out on the board. True, and I honestly think if they did trade for Gallinari, I think that they would make him a six man, and I think they would yeah. start yeah, a big man. They would start Maxi or Willie, whoever it is, with KP, and then they would make Gallinari their six ten Jason Terry, and say, "Hey, play in these second units, get some minutes with you know Porzingis when Luca's out." But then I think they could figure it out towards the end of games too, and saying, "Hey, we're just going to double down on all out spacing." And you add in Gallinari to Porzingis yeah. and Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway, and then you got four shooters around uh, around Luca. Yeah, maybe you go Dorian instead of Tim Hardaway, but yeah, that is a that's a. But you can so space go, with that group. To the other players, I think Stephen Adams. I honestly think Everett Center is kind of off the board for Dallas now because they kind of showed their cards. They made the smaller move for for Willie, and they look like they're just going to roll the you know roll the dice on Willie, Maxi, Boban, KP. I know. I just love Stephen Adams so much. You just listen to him on podcasts, or you, you see any interview with him, and you're like, man, he would just be so fun. I think him and Luca would be friends. Him and Boban like messing around. That oh, would just be so fun. Uh, he would fill a role for this team. He is expensive, but it's only a two-year deal. So after two he years, fits the two-year window. Yeah. After two years, you can move on from him. Uh, and it's it's not like next offseason you're getting anybody in free agency either, right? Yeah. So yeah, correct. And then and then the last one, the biggest name out of all three of these, is Chris Paul. And I I've been there before, but as far as like critiquing him, but on the court. If his contract wasn't didn't have that 2021-22 thing, think forty four point two. I think it's forty four million player, player option. <laughs> but if it was an expiring contract, or even if it was like a Stephen Adams deal and it expired, you know, at the end of 2020-21 season, I would be way intrigued with the opportunity to add him. And I just 
what he's bringing to that Oklahoma City team, the clutch situations, the vet stuff, the uh, he's having an incredible season, he'd be another playmaker. Like on paper that the fit would be there and I think I, I honestly think Mavericks from 5 years ago, 6 years ago, pre-Rondo trade, they would be making a trade for Chris Paul right now. But I think they've kind of looked at it and said, "Hey, what which I don't know. I mean, we're 6 days away. What the heck could happen in 6 days? We have no clue." But uh, that I would be say, that uh, would be a punt. Like, go read my article at Central Track. There's a link in the description. Like, this is this is would be the big bold Rondo-like move that they could make uh, to punt 2021 free agency money and everything like that. Like, what would our next pod look like if they traded for Chris Paul? Like, you know how our Porzingis one we started like go. I think we would start the the Chris Paul one like oh 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 oh. It would just the be thing, like up and down. The thing with the Chris Paul thing Confused. is he's making thirty eight point five million this year. In order, especially with Dwight Powell hurt now, you would have to have Tim Hardaway Jr. in that deal. And I think that would be kind of the double punch of that of paying fifty dang, million like, to Chris Paul and the corpse of Dwight Powell. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, so I, I don't think it's happening, but uh, theoretically on paper. So, yeah, of those three, I think I'd go Gallinari. What do you stand on that? Yeah, I wish I could go full Steven Adams. That's like the one that I really want in my heart of hearts, but I think Gallinari is the best choice. He's an expiring deal, you know, incredible scoring punch. Like, I know this team doesn't, they need defenders more than scorers, but I mean, yeah. at this point in the season and with the, you know what we think the Mavericks can do ceiling wise, and then Gallinari adds more to this team than Steven Adams would. Like Steven Adams plugs up a couple holes, Gallinari like could take you to another level offensively, which is wild. Exactly. So just bringing it full circle as far as wings in the West, it's all the names we've heard. I think Covington's the main name. If they landed him, I think that would move the needle. I think I, I would kind of shoot a little bit as far as their projections of what it would look like after that. Um, as far as maybe a little further, uh, Andre Iguodala, I would love that addition. We've talked about it a ton. And then you got guys like Jay Crowder. Um, if they could get Bognatovich, that's you know one thing. And even smaller of Alec Burks or something like that. But we'll see. We'll see what Dallas, the direction they want to go in. And gosh, six days. It's crazy. I know it's wild. So uh, there you go. That's the every, that's every wing the Mavs might target at the trade deadline in the West. Again, we did the Eastern Conference yesterday. Uh, there you go, guys. We'll be back um, probably tomorrow to break down the Rockets game, and then we might be off uh, after the Hawks game on Saturday. So, but we'll be back definitely to break down the Rockets game, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.